This is the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1-877-669-1292. Hi, and welcome to the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. My name is Howie Silberger. And this is the last show, the last original show we're doing until October 27th. So breathe it in, enjoy it, and, <laughs> and just, just be part of the Howie Silberger Show experience. Sheldon Eric Fried is here with me. We changed the show because right after 8.30, we'll be joined by Dennis Prager. He is the uh, founder of Prager University, found at PragerU.com. He's a lecturer, syndicated talk show host, and a best-selling author. Uh, he's speaking in Montreal. At the Chabad Seminary of Canada, Chabad Zichron Kadoshim, he's speaking at the Zichron Kadoshim, and he is uh, he's speaking on Wednesday, September twenty fifth, at seven thirty p.m. At six thirty, there's a uh, cocktail party, so you could uh, you could buy tickets for that too. Uh, to reserve your tickets or to sponsor the event, you could go to bit.ly/dennisprager.mtl. That's it, bit.ly/dennisprager.mtl. Tickets aren't all that expensive. For adults, it's $25 if you pre-buy and $30 at the door. For $20 if you pre-buy and $25 at the door. So it's not too bad. And if you mention Howie Silberger's name, they will say, they'll, give you a, they'll give you a pat on the back. Well, they'll say, thank you, Howie Silberger, for recommending people to come to this event. That's what they'll say. Okay. That's very nice of them, though. That's very nice of them to say that. You might get a commission off of it. Who knows? No one's giving me a commission off anything. Come on. <laughs> I've never got a commission on anything I've ever done uh, on the radio show. Come on. You got a commission to all of our hearts here, Howie. Oh, go play the violin somewhere else. <laughs> you know, we get all these. We spare no expense for the wonderful special effects we have on the show. <laughs> we work very hard. Very, very hard. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Oh, it's it's called unbelievable. Lid, it's, called. Okay. It's, it's unbelievable special effects. Sheldon, Sheldon is our producer, and he is What's responsible. It? For yeah. all the special effects of the show. Well, and you I know, our budgets are that. so big that uh, I, I definitely get the special effects with the violin. Well, it is very good. Uh, Sheldon is, is very careful to, uh, to to pick out the highest quality and highest caliber of special oh, effects that we have. You and, are not kidding. And I That's, appreciate every second of it, Sheldon. Every I'm second sure, of it. Okay. Well, every I second. I appreciate that you appreciate every second of it. And I appreciate the fact that you appreciate that I appreciate every second exactly. of it. Well, now that we now that we're having the mutual admiration society. <laughs> All right, let's get on with the show. The uh, Prime Minister of Canada. What the heck is this? The Prime Minister uh, of Canada. Howie Soberger. No. I said, "What the heck is this?" The Prime Minister of Canada. What the heck is he doing? I don't know. It beats it beats the heck out of me. It's like every time I wake up in the morning, I'm saying, "I know something's going to go into my phone. Something about the election." So what is it now? So the Prime Minister of Canada, uh, you know, he's an uber-liberal. I mean, you don't believe Justin Trudeau. He, oh, no, he declared himself sure. a feminist. Uh, you know, he he holds all the liberal values. Uh, and he's a proud, 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 card-carrying liberal who I'm stands, up for, the, who stands yeah. up for rights of every minority, every, every um, oppressed minority. He's oh, the yeah. guy who stands up for women. We're going to have oh, a yeah. woman in our cabinet. And oh, yeah. He has lived his entire life with these kind of kind of passion to stand up for the for the minorities and for the oppressed, except except when he put on blackface and made fun of black people. I just don't understand this whole thing, you know. Yeah, obviously, you know what this is. 
years ago when we used to follow elections what would it be about be about your stand on this your stand on that it's it's called your it, it's called political stuff it's not called personal in the mud stuff it's called what is your agenda what when you yeah get but Sheldon, power, the world has changed yeah and today all it's all about political correctness and social justice oh it's horrible and sort of the same deal Look, you know what's funny? Roseanne Barr got Roseanne Barr got fired for much less than what Justin Trudeau has done. There oh are, yeah. There are other people who have to drop out of presidential races and out of Senate races and out of all sorts of races because um, a picture came up. But actually, the only people who ever get fired or, or, or forced to drop out are Republicans or, or right wing people. Left wing people seem to get a clean pass on this, and Trudeau's well, going to get the, a clean pass on this too. Well, the thing is, this is what I don't understand. You know what? What I really trying to. Like, didn't you and I say, like, if we wanted to ever go into politics ourselves, it'd be almost impossible because, you know, what? I, I wouldn't do it these yeah, really. years. I did, did do it years ago. ago. But they didn't, didn't have all these social media stuff. It's all, even if you had a clean, you did absolutely nothing. You, you live and, you know, you lived everything by, by the sword of humanity and honesty. By the you sword can't of humanity anymore. and honesty. I love it. And the, and the, well, the, the, <laughs> the honesty. Yeah, okay. well, like people, they would have had in the closet. Okay, not anybody does, no matter what party, no matter who. who for, there's always something and some single thing that we're. And if you think it's bad here, take a look south of the border. What goes on in, uh, south of the border? Plus, it's much longer. It's almost two years of campaigning until finally the president gets inaugurated. Gets Sh sworn. Imagine if it's the radio archives we have. Pick if I ever said. Yeah. So it's like you said, it's all about political crisis. If sneaking way, you, you know, you take, you get taken. You know, I mean, whatever happened, what values are, what you want to bring across the person that's voting for you to this nation of ours. This is what it's all about. You know, not so much you, and this was absolutely wrong. There's no doubt about it. And I'm not, I absolutely no nation. I'm just just saying some issues. You know, I'm going to agree with you. I don't think you're wrong. I think in the time period, acceptable behavior. Well, that, exactly. And but I don't think we could. Back. I don't think we could impose salty today on on past on the past. That we, I agree with. We put, yeah. the faith. It was totally. So I don't have an issue with that he lacks not hope because at the time he didn't lose separate because today is actually acceptable. Except uh, but now, uh, so we do that. I call it the others didn't didn't do it today. They bring up what they see and everything is brought now. But I, but my question is to people, what about the issues? What about the issues of Sheer, Trudeau, Singh, May? What about those particular things? That's what you're talking about. I, I don't know, it, it, know what they do. I mean, I've known Andrew. Do you know that, that they're not talking about? Well, sure, a lot of things. I'd like to like to question retirement. I know about things about statistics. And say, and, and I'm, 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 oh, there's so many more jobs that have been created. Our job. Jot of stuff in the assembly fast, you know, stuff that break it to you, Sheldon. But darn a bunch, no tree for me, yeah. But then they complain people are, you know, an E. I just worked one of the internet, some dollars, not going to get it up. Excuse me, uh, people are used to people, they don't give a damn. You just get on that. That's exactly, you know, concerns are because if the government doesn't want to pay for it out of our tax money, we're going to create for people that are our age. So yeah, they can they'll get never to do work that. And taxes. They don't. So, so I'm and, and and the thing is, a lot of companies, and I believe the same thing. There is definitely a they can't hold you are 
they, they, there's a lot of things to read between the lines, and it's very easy for them to come up with a news. Oh, that, uh, I've interviewed not long. Uh, says, uh, yeah, how much experience do you have? I have uh, quite a few years' experience doing this. See, I have to work doing it. Like, uh, what's the difference? Oh, I'm just curious. Does, um, hold on, I didn't care. Today, I'm a day old. I did when I was. I didn't care if I did as a man. Discriminate against me. Day dark was they're not gonna So, what's the difference? Oh, those are the white guys. Yeah, but second. So what's the difference if I tell? that you know. Also, what about healthcare? That's when the federal government or federal trust payment part of what they're going to do. Actually, they don't because not full of Kwanzaa. He's in Ottawa and he doesn't. He he he's for interfering for him interfering that he's really related companies. Not enough. No. But where the election show? I said, watch out for Ansel Gold. He was a education boy, and he was a education Watch out for Ansel Gold. He is a lamb in a lamb in clothing. He's a tie sheep clothing. He's just, he's claiming not to be a separatist. It's the people and I continue to say it today that the province Q take voting this government definitely because now they're rude. <laughs> Simply yeah. simple as that. Nice clean language because he's a government. But politics are separatists. Don't want to. If you in that, will you? Well, one much better language laws. Yeah, and then Camille Camille Laurent and Louise Baudouin were the ones that really put the new the noose and this is what caused over a quarter of a million people to move out of here right and i i said the same thing like you know when they say be careful what you wish for you may get it yeah for sure and it's definitely uh wolf and sheep's clothing there's no doubt about it because i saw this coming from a mile away and he even said he even said and people didn't didn't get the memo because sometimes politicians say things and they obviously don't mean it sometimes most right. of the time they they have a promise saying you elect me i'm going to give you x number hundreds of millions of dollars for this legault said he was going to uh, put bill 21 in legault said he was going to tighten up bill uh bill um bill 101 he said all this and people still voted for him you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when people voted for Obama and then said, what? He wants to bring socialism into the States? What are you talking about? Uh, and, and the entire campaign, he spent talking about how bad capitalism was and how good socialism was. And then when they elected him in and he was trying to enact his agenda, people were shocked. Oh, my gosh, what's he doing? It, it just reminds me of that. People don't listen. Yeah, and that's what you have to do. You have to, you know, and matter of fact, I voted yesterday in the election. Oh, cool. They, they actually had. Uh, I was. I was in. Uh, I was in a place not far from where I live, and I was attending a seminar. And I was walking by, and I see a big Canadian flag, and I see Elections Canada. I go and I'm saying, like, what's up with this? And they said, this is a voting. I said, I could actually vote. They said, yeah. I said, I never got my voters card. They said, as long as you got a piece of ID, we'll check in the computer. You're a Canadian citizen. You're eligible to vote. Cast your vote. Two. So I ID. They looked at my address and everything. Everything went. I voted. It took me a minute. Uh, the only thing is, it didn't have a ballot with the names of the people running in my writing. But they, I had to put in. I had to write in names. Wrote in the name. I just gave them the paper. Uh, I gave her, and then I put it into an envelope. I signed. I had to sign saying that I voted in the early election, so that I not vote again. Put it into the thing and uh, just started off. The whole thing took me like two to three minutes. So you actually had to know who was running in your writing. Yeah, I did not have before coming in. It's different writings, I don't know. But it was, no, I don't know. I mean, I knew who they were, but I don't know if they had a list there. I don't know. I'm but sure they must have. I, I, I can't imagine I, they I, did. I guess they did. But uh, I said, oh, holidays, because it's, it's it's falling on them because it's a good thing. So it was fun. I did that. And I was also, I'm also curious about voting the voters. It's, it, you know, again, I've, I've started blaming many times. And you didn't vote. 
don't kind of, of um, just like, but yeah, like you should in your best way to get you to all I'm saying, but I'm to give you that right. Other piece have that choice, whoever want you were you goes in or more guns, or you could be in jail. How we celebrate it work, Freed is with my domain, or what is well, we're live when we're recording, but we're. We're not live when we're talking to you. That makes oh, yes, you're sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I am. I'm talking to you, recording to you. When we're in the career with you, now as we're here. The rest had this very popular news. <laughs> Coming up here, we'll be joined by Dennis Pro. Dennis speaking on Wednesday. His topic is serious problem. His uh, you can buy tickets at and tickets are about 20 bucks a piece. It's not about 20 bucks a piece. And they're really so if you're responsible, go to their website, bit.ly slash Dennis Prager MTN. Don't show his name or Yeah, sure. Tell yeah. them the Hamburger Show. I can't say that much. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but just grab <laughs> my head and I was saying, you know, that's Do you understand? I understand. You must have the ad on the Howie Silverger Show. And I showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Sheldon Renault. You, and you yeah. first. I'm up and mentioned you. Yeah, so, that is the show. I yeah, do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but how ladies and gentlemen, Tita Good yeah, could be anywhere bar. in the hall, but yeah. it, it was in the room that I think we should melt oh, for yes. the drink, then you go in for the show. One, oh, shit, you know, he's more oh. but an interesting man when he's speaking. I really think yeah. he's doing this, a song. Yes, no, he, I said he was gonna be 75. Okay. I was wrong. Yeah. Stop making old enough. Yes, yes, you didn't say he was young. He's 71 years young. Okay, you are telling him. He's older. Yeah. Okay. You want you want to try that again? Okay. So you, I, you, I got the birth certificate and driver's license to prove you're wrong. I'm just saying you look ten years older. Asking Obama for about his birth certificate. You know, you know, with with the hair problem and everything else, the yeah. follically challenge problem that you have, uh, you're, you're uh, looking, you're looking a little, a little. Geez, I older. wonder why, Howie. That's why a I'm the long suffering producer. A yes. So it, should, so it should be a very interesting evening. It should be. It should be a very, very yeah. interesting evening. Yeah. Uh, we we um we got a, yep. uh, I got a message asking me where's Mark David. Uh, he'll be back. You know when we start the three day a week show. So on the twenty seventh, he should be back with us. He took a little bit of time off. Mark does that sometimes. And uh, so you know we're looking forward to having Mark back. But we're we're happy that he's uh, that he's taking care of what he has to take care of, but he will be back. So don't don't fret, don't worry. Mark David will be back. You're listening to the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. We are heard live every Sunday night from uh, eight to nine p.m. But uh, this is the last uh, this is the last pre-recorded show uh, that we're doing till October twenty seventh when the format changes and we will be on the air for three days a week. So this is the last pre-recorded show that's going to sound live, but it's actually pre-recorded. Exactly. Are we doing this again? I could do this well, again. Well, I don't know the way the way this is going. I could keep going. I could do this again. Uh, because uh, we are live right now. Me and Sheldon, we're live. We're talking to each yeah. other live. Yes. Even though the show's pre-recorded. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. We're not using we're not using AI. We're using yeah. Yeah, we are we are actually live. Yes. Even though we're not live when you're hearing this. Exactly. But we're live now. Mm-hmm. And we, we <laughs> that's gonna give you know that's gonna bring more people to go to the cocktail portion <laughs> if they're well, listening to this right now. Well, you know, they're gonna buy extra tickets. You might just oh, good, very well good. buy as make many that tickets commission. as you can. Buy as many yeah. tickets as you can. The more the merrier. Just like you should vote, you should vote early and you should vote often, right? Right. That's, that's the way it works. 
So let me ask you a question yeah. about the election. Yeah. What, what do you think is going to be the outcome? You think it's going to be a minority or majority government? And who do you think? Is I going think to get it? I think Trudeau is going to be forced by the social justice warriors to step down before the uh, before the election campaign's over. And I think uh, somebody else will step into his place, and I think uh, they will probably uh, have a minority government. The liberals would still have a minority government, even if Trudeau were to step down? Yeah, because I think my problem, the, the problem that the country has is there's no opposition. Andrew Scheer has been pretty invisible. And uh, being pretty invisible means that nobody knows who you are, so why are they voting for you? Uh, there are no real, there are no real um, standout candidates for the Conservative Party. Nobody, I'd say, just jumps out and is going to grab seats in Quebec. Well, I know the, Mount, the one that's in Mount Royal is actually a city councillor of Cote St. Luke. Yeah, well, so Robert Livingston. Do you know? Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, David Torchman. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's running against Anthony Housefather. I think the chances of of upseating Anthony Housefather are almost zero to nil. Oh yeah. Um, Anthony Housefather was a very popular city councillor in the town of Hampstead. He was a very popular town councillor. Then he was a very popular mayor of the city of Cote St. Luke. Uh, they even forgave him. The city of Coastal Luke people, the residents of the city of Coastal Luke, even forgave him for sitting on the uh, mega merger council when the when the city was merged into one. He oh was yeah, also, I remember that one. Yeah, he was also a councillor on the mega merger, and they they forgave him, but they never forgive Robert Libman. You see, and he sat there on the council too, and they forgave him for that. So I mean, well, what was the a, difference between the two of them? Well, Lipman was the mayor and he was a councillor. What's the difference? They no, but I'm, no, no, I'm not saying in terms of the position, but I'm saying uh, the difference of people that not forgiving Lipman as opposed to forgiving Housefather. Because Lipman uh, was fighting f- to keep the um, the mer- mergers and Housefather was fighting against uh, merging. Okay. So Housefather was one of the uh, anti-merger activists. He was he was on the forefront of the uh, of the movement to stop the merger movement. Okay. And Lipman was kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm getting $100,000 a year. I'm on the executive committee. I'm happy. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so you would you know of anybody that would replace Trudeau if Trudeau were to step down? Do you know any any liberal person that yeah. would be strong enough to be able to? You think Ralph Goodale? Maybe. Maybe, but he's kind of old. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. So, uh, and I don't think Garno. Garno is not... I don't think uh, Garno's- Mark Garno. Garno's also old. Now, the Washington Post uh, ran a piece in October of 2017, which re- which was um, which was a piece that uh, the title of the piece, the headline of the piece, was The Race to Replace Justin Trudeau Has Officially Begun. Okay, that was 2017. So let's see who they thought would be the uh, hmm. the person. So, uh, okay. Uh, just. Just you don't think that Stephen Harper would jump back in the fray and sheer to surrender his seat in Harper to come in? I doubt it. I mean, maybe if Trudeau's gone, but Harper lost to Trudeau big time. So I think that was embarrassing to him. He was the best prime minister Canada had, and he lost to this uh, this, this unintelligent drama. Well, they, they, he lost basically because of the Trudeau name. Yeah. That's what it was. If it, it could have been a dog named Trudeau, and the Trudeau would have beaten him. Uh, it's it, it was obviously the knives were out, and the thing was, the liberal the liberal strategy at that time was very intelligent, because they'd say, <clears throat> why not use a name that was synonymous with the Liberal Party for many years, of Papa Trudeau, and now let's get his son in the fray, right. and let's get Harper, and that's exactly what they did. 
Yeah, and they got Harper out. They and, got Harper out. And by the way, the Globe and the Washington Post um, article doesn't name any replacements. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the Toronto Star ran an article called "Who Will Lead the Liberals If Trudeau Loses." That was published in March. Mm-hmm. So let's see. It's talking about Margaret Thatcher, so I, I don't think we're going to get too many. I don't names. think so either. <laughs> uh, so no, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get too many names out of these uh, these these articles. I, 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 I seem to think that whoever's going to win, is gonna, it's going to be a minority government. I can't see it being a majority because people are, people are fed up with Trudeau. And like you said, a lot of people really don't know that much about Andrew Scheer. Forget about well, the Well, he's NDP. been invisible, and he said, that, uh, he said very publicly that he doesn't care about Quebec. So if he doesn't care about Quebec, why would Quebec care about him? Well, the, that's the thing, too, because uh, the only time that Quebec would vote conservative would be like uh, like up, out in the Beauce in the Gaspé, that area, that area near Quebec City, that there's a few conservative ridings that's always been conservative, at least 99.99%. Uh, Montreal has always been, uh, uh, have been mostly liberal, uh, well, especially Mount Royal riding. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, the face of what's going to happen in Montreal and also, most important, what's going to happen in the 905 area code? Now, here's another thing, too. Have you seen the Andrew 905 Shearer? Area, the 905 area code? 905 area code. 905. Yeah. Isn't that Toronto? Yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. But I'm saying, okay. like, yeah. on that on that thing, too. Now, here's a, here's a couple of other interesting things. Have you seen Andrew Shear and Doug Ford around lately together? Uh, no. No, I haven't. Have you? Exactly. That's the whole. That's that's another thing. You would think that he would want to get Ford would want to get together with him, or he would want to get together with Ford, try to get some kind of. Um... I don't think I don't see Sheer as a shrewd campaigner, the way I saw Harper as a shrewd campaigner. Harper was really shrewd. Sheer not so much. Oh, Har- Harper was brilliant. Yeah, Sheer not so much. Yeah. Harper was absolutely brilliant. He knew exactly what strings to pull. He knew exactly. He learned from. You know, uh, he learned from Preston yeah. Manning, which who was a great campaigner. Uh, yeah, a really great guy and a great campaigner, and he he learned the lessons. Harper, he was very I never well met him. Yeah, but apparently he's a very very nice, uh, really nice, guy. really down earth guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have uh, a story. Let me tell you my story about uh, Preston Manning because it's oh, yeah. really, okay. really funny. So years ago, I was working for the suburban newspaper. And uh, one day I get a call and uh, I was painting a house. And I get a call and I said, the editor of the paper, I think it was Christy McCormick at the time, said to me, hey, Howie, how did you like to go and cover uh, a speech for me? So I said, sure, why not, right? He said, the Jewish Business Network brought in Preston Manning. He's going to be speaking in about 10 minutes. Could you get down there and, uh, and give a speech? And, and 10 cover, minutes doesn't cover, give you much time. I covered a speech in about 10 minutes. Oh, jeez. So I said, uh, sure. It was like right around the corner from my house. One of the restaurants right around the corner from my house. Okay. So I jumped into the car in my in my paint-stained clothing because I didn't have time to change. <laughs> and I hightailed it down to um, to the to the to the hall. Well, I walked in and the place was mobbed. There were thousands of people there, right? And I walked in and um, I, I I got my media pass at the door when I came in, and they pointed me to the media table. So I walked over to the media table. It was right up near the podium. The podium was right in front of us, and the media table was the first table right in front of the podium. Mm-hmm. And sitting at the media table at the time was Gord Sinclair, the uh, news director of CJD. Oh, boy. Jim, Jim Duff, who was, the, um, who was the drive guy. This was before I worked at CJD. Okay. 
Okay. So it's Jim Duff, the drive guy. Uh, Gord Sinclair, who is the uh, the news manager of CJD. Yeah, it was Duff's producer at that time, I think. Yeah, and um, and uh, uh, one of the guy. Oh, uh, Michael Goldblum from the Gazette. He was the publisher of the Gazette. He was sitting there. Okay. Tommy Schnurmacher was sitting there. And I came and I sat down at the table. Now, I knew Jim Duff from before, and I knew Tommy Schnurmacher. In fact, I, I pretty much knew, I think I knew all of them, uh, except for Gord Sinclair. I didn't know him. And um, and we're sitting there, and they're all kind of looking at me like, why the hell are you dressed like that? What the hell's wrong with you, right? And and Preston Manny comes into the room, and he walks up to the podium, and he stands and he looks over the crowd before he even says anything. And then he steps off the podium. He walks up to the table, to the media table. Tommy had interviewed him about an hour before this this event. <laughs> and he says, Howie, how you doing? And I get up and he gives me a big hug. And then he goes Hi. up and, and he goes up and gives a speech. Now all the guys at the table are sitting there looking at me. <laughs> like, what the heck, right? Oh and, my god. And, and finally, finally, like we get through the speech, and they're all sitting there, they're just staring at me. Like for about a half hour, everyone's just sitting there staring at me. And finally, Jim Duff says, All right, Howie. Uh, I have to ask, <laughs> what the heck? Uh, how do you know Preston Manning? Well, it just turned out that there was a, a federal election not long before that, and they were wooing me to run for the Reform Party at the time. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. And so I, I, I met with Preston Manning and Stockwell Day, who were running the Reform Party at the time, and Stephen Harper, and they were trying to convince me to run, and I turned them down at the end because I didn't have the money. You know, you had to put down a certain amount of money, and I didn't have the money for it. So they, um, so but they they were trying to convince me to run. I was recommended to run in the Mount Royal riding for the Reform Party because they felt that a young Jewish guy would probably have a chance of winning. And so uh, I didn't end up running, but Preston Manning. Uh, had only met with me, uh, we met five or six times, and it was within the last, you know, three or four months. And so I guess I was the uh, first person he recognized when he looked at the table, but that was really funny. Oh, my God. I didn't even know you were gonna uh, thinking of running for the Reform Party. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And, wow. And, uh, and how was Stockwell Day? Was he also very nice? Super nice people. All of them okay. were super nice people. Yeah, evangelical Christians, they're always nice. Okay. And Harper's a nice guy too. I mean, I I met him then. I hadn't seen him ever. I I, I never. I didn't meet him again after that. Yeah, I was at I was at one event with Harper after that. But um, but yeah, at the time it was it was Preston Manning, Stockwell Dare, and Stephen Harper running the Reform Party, and they were the three who met with me. Hmm. Yeah. And then they merged with the Conservative Party, and uh, the new Conservative Party became the new Conservative Party, which are now just the Conservatives, right? Yeah, because I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember when Joe Clark was was prime minister. It, they were more like social conservatives, I suppose. Eh? Oh, they're the progressive conservative party. Or the progressive conservatives. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, the reform party broke off from that after Brian Mulroney. The reform party broke off from that, and then they remerged together under the Stephen Harper banner, where uh, where 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 the reform party and the uh, progressive conservatives, which were down to what was three seats. Remember Jean yeah. Charest. Oh, yeah, yeah, after, yeah, yeah. After Kim Campbell, it went down to three seats. Oh, God, I remember that. Yep, yep, yep. And they saved John Charest by throwing him into the provincial politics, and uh, and um, and they merged Not the Not that parties. he did a great job in provincial politics, no. I'll tell you. But then they merged the parties, and then um, they became the Conservative Party, or the new Conservative Party that eventually became the Conservative Party. 
What do you think the chances are for the Reform Party to do in the election? I mean, obviously, they won't get it that much well, east, but I'm saying more in Western Canada. The Reform Party doesn't exist anymore. Now it's the, now it's the Conservatives. Uh, well, well uh, oh, no, sorry. The, yeah, okay. No, I was thinking Wild Rose Party. If That's a provincial thing in, in yeah. Alberta. Yeah, yeah okay. they're, they're a bunch of racists, so I hope they don't go nationally. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be quite interesting as well. And hopefully yeah, that's not going to be. And then you you really don't think that Sheer is going to have enough strength? Because right now, I think the last I saw this morning was the Conservatives were leading 37, 37 to, to 35, I believe. You know, I'm going to vote for Sheer simply because I'm going to vote for the Conservatives simply because I have no choice. There's absolutely no option. So that's why I'm voting for Sheer. Mm hmm. Because I can't vote, I can't vote liberal, so I have to vote for someone. But uh, look, he uh, he's been invisible. He doesn't care about Quebec, so he's been invisible. I haven't heard. I don't know anything about the guy. At least with Harper. Well, I know I know Harper wasn't crazy about Quebec either. Yeah, but at least with Harper, I knew about him. I knew about his policies. I knew about something about him. I know nothing about Sheer. I've read nothing about him. I've heard nothing about him. He hasn't been present in my political life. If you know what I mean. Because I don't I, has he been has he been in Montreal yet or, or he says he he's not for, coming. Okay, he's not coming at all. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, he says he doesn't care about Quebec. So there well, you go. it shows you that if if he gets in, what do you think? What what do you think is going to happen? The same thing the way Legault is for Montreal because Legault knew that Montreal did not vote for him. The exactly. same thing's going to happen with Sheer. Sheer gets in, he's going to do nothing for the city. Exactly, nothing for the province. Nothing for the province, nothing for the city. Yeah. yeah. And so, he also wants the, uh, was thinking of ending the CBC. He wants the CBC to, he wants to get rid of the CBC. Well, you know, I think, I think it comes a time in, uh, in CBC was, was, was important 55 years ago when uh, you only had American networks and you needed something Canadian. Today, I don't think it's that important. You have a lot of Canadian networks. I mean, CTV is a huge network and there's a lot of other networks. Um, I don't think the CBC government-funded television is that important. We don't need a Pravda in Canada. I don't think the BBC is that important in in, uh, in England either. I think they should be disbanded. I think that was a antiquated system of running um, of running uh, media. But now, um, look, the government funds the CBC and they still run commercials. At one point, they never ran commercials, right? So they, they weren't running... even supposed. They weren't even supposed to be allowed to run commercials. Right. So now they're running commercials. So what do we need government-funded radio and television for? What What does it do for us? How does it How does it enhance the country at all? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm asking you. It's a serious question. How does it enhance the country at all? Does it? Well, uh, well, I would say the only way I would say that, uh, to answer that question was the fact that uh, was it was living in the past. The CBC. But I, I'll tell you, CBC, because I, I listen to all different radio stations, including my past uh, X, and I listen to all the different radio stations, so it's not just one or what, whatever. The CBC always had, it was always a very, it was really the hardcore journalism at the time. They were not sensationalized. Okay, but today, and, and today I, it's different, though. Today, today it's just boring radio. Today is different to a certain extent. Yes, I agree, because everything with social media now, with the availability of audio clips where they can get it, where years ago it was all it was all by word of mouth. Uh, so that's changed the whole spectrum in media. Plus, also, there's also podcasting now. Right. There's a lot of great podcasts, including our own. Yeah. Um, and and that's the thing. That's where I see where the, where the future of radio is going. So CBC, yeah, is old school. 
But look, if you take a look at any of the other radio stations across this country or across the world for that matter, uh, first of all, we're, you know, the podcast that we generate, you and I, uh, the one that I do, uh, I do another podcast during the week for another place. That was, this is where radio stations failed many, many years ago, because the only way the podcasts were ready to reach their audience was through the internet. And the radio stations were basically, well, everything was over the air, on the air. And then you started getting Spotify, you started getting XM, you know, uh, XM, uh, Sirius XM radio, you're getting all these types of streaming now. So the whole scope of radio has changed. And if you if you think about it, I don't know anybody right now is listening to regular commercial radio. Everybody's listening to podcasts. You know, Everybody's Sh listening. You know, Sheldon, I have I have a streaming radio station on online, True Talk mm -hmm. Radio, streaming mm -hmm. radio station, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. It streams, right? Mm -hmm. I pay a lot of money to have that streaming there. I mean, it it does. It's not cheap. I have the streaming there, and it streams twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. If I put most of those shows on on demand, I'd probably have a larger listenership than I do in the streaming. The streaming, uh, you know, it, it's not a huge listenership, and people don't come to listen to radio anymore. They want their shows on demand. They want to be able to click on a show and listen. Oh to yeah, it. for for sure. And and it's and you know and so so much you know so many times people listen to the radio. Or want to listen to a certain show on the radio and, oh, I got to work or, oh, I got to go to school or, oh, I got this, or, I got that. Yes, it would be great if you could be able to. Well, it's like basically what Netflix is. Yeah. You know, you get your or your Amazon Prime, you get your stuff on demand and it does so well. You know, if you want to have a party, you put you put a you, you uh, subscribe to Spotify. They play your music from whatever you want to play it. You sit back, you relax, and and you enjoy it. You could have it at three o'clock in the morning. You could have it at three o'clock during the afternoon. So for this that, show that, here, for this show here, we do it live because we want to take calls and we want to keep the lines open. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also podcast it, and when I podcast it, thousands and thousands of people download the podcast every week. And live, I mean, we have a few thousand people listening live, but there's many more people listening to the podcast than live. That's sure. for sure. And it's not surprising. It's not a surprising statistic. Because we beam across the world, and there's uh, different time zones. Yeah. Uh, in many cases, going over the international dateline. And a lot of time, um, a lot of the times, people just don't want to listen. They don't want to commit themselves to being somewhere at a certain time. Yeah. So they we're a very mobile society. We're a very mobile society, and it's like, look, used to have Sony Walkmans. Used to have people bringing cassette tapes. It even started, even before the streaming started yeah. started, because people wanted to listen to their music when they wanted to listen to their music. That's true. You know, people people want to meet people want content, the thirst for content, the thirst for music, you know, and now, you know, I, I, I put together a radio shows. I, I one show, I have 21,000 listeners. Yeah. Yeah. You, you they know, listen live or they speak, listen to the podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what to. Well, 21,000 listen to me live. Wow. Amazing. Um, I don't know about the podcast. I didn't get those stats yet. I'll be getting that in a couple of weeks. But the but the uh, podcast too are also at least that. But uh, that's what it is. People want to listen. And now we're 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 going to be going through. A, I don't want to start promoting another radio station. But yeah. um, the thing is that we're going to get it up on the on the website that we'll have snippets of different people's show to to expose. If you miss this, it's basically like the way the way my former employer used to have. If you miss this on Tommy Schneermacher. This is what you would have heard or whatever. Right. And if you want to hear this, if you really enjoy this, then tune into Tom. So it would be like what they would call a recycler. Right. No, I hear you. And that's what uh, and that's what they would do. And it was actually a very genius thing that they would do. You would take something or, or an interview with something really like a snap, five, ten second thing. Put it on. 
you get the donuts, you know, the before and after, put it in and away you go. And this is how you would uh, draw people, people to it. And, you know, the fact is that your show streams, to, I mean, um, two talk streams 24, 24-7. The other station I work at is 24-7. This is where the future is. The new cars that they're coming up with now, like the high-end cars, yeah. will now have that you'll be able to get your internet, your podcast right in your car. Amazing. You could dial up. You could basically have a small keyboard. Dial it up to talk radio, bing, or an app, bing. Well, I'm already, I could do that if I hook my phone up to the car sound system. I could yeah. do that. Uh, through the car system, I could do it. Uh, you know, through uh, yeah. Android Auto or uh, Apple Auto, I could do that. Yeah, exactly. Which Apple Play, and uh, yeah. yeah, and you could do that. And now with all, all the things, so it's basically, it's interactive. Years ago, when people used to listen to radio station, let's say they would take a drive out of town, they'd lose the signal. Yeah. You know, now you can get it anywhere you can get, you know, if you want, you know, I can go to Toronto, listen to, listen to true talk radio. I can go to Vancouver, true talk radio, London, true talk. Like, you know, it's, it's great. And the, the, this is what the future is now more than commercial. All right, Sheldon, we're gonna have to take a little break. And when we come back, I'll be joined by Dennis Prager. He is the founder of Prager university and uh, he's a, uh, he's a radio talk show host, a syndicated talk show host. Um, he's also a best-selling author, and he's a noted lecturer. He'll be speaking on Wednesday, September 25th, at the Zichron Kadoshim Chabad. That's at 5215 Westbury Avenue in Montreal. Uh, tickets are available for adults. It's $25 uh, in advance, $30 at the door. For students, it's $20 in advance, $25 at the door. And to reserve your tickets, go to bit.ly slash MTL. That's and B-I- mention Howie Soberger's name. That's bit.ly slash dennisprager.mtl. Sheldon, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Take care, take care, my friend. All right. So we will be back right after this with uh, Dennis Prager. a very wealthy man had an ostentatious mansion right next door to Sam manicured front lawn swimming pool in the back there seemed to be nothing that Paul Stone did lack Sam was a hard working father of four who supported his family from his little store in front of his small and modest home stood his own car A 69 Chevrolet that didn't go very far Sam's boy used to say, hey dad, it seems to me That Paul Stone is better off than we Be happy son with the what you have, be happy with your lot A happy man is satisfied with what he's got with what you have, be happy with your lot. Have a man is satisfied with what he's got. To a wild poolside party came his neighbors and his friends. An invitation to Sam he did send. Paul had down two bottles of booze and his third was underway. When he called out to Sam and he snickered. And everybody heard him say That you live in this here neighborhood It's a real good joke to me 
What's the matter, Sam? Ain't you got no luck? You're not rich like we. There's a shack on the other side of town. I'm sure even you can buy. And if you need a loan, you could come to Stone if you pay me back on time. Morning came, all his friends went home. There was no one there to tell how a drunk Paul tripped over a bottle and into the pool it fell. Sam's boy was working with his father in their store when the news hit the town that Paul Stone was no more. Be happy, son, with the what you have. Be happy with your lot. A happy man is satisfied with what he's got. Be happy, son, with the, with the what you have. Be happy with your lot. A happy man is satisfied with what he's got. show on the True Talk Radio Network. Call 1-877-669-1292. Welcome back to the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. My name is Howie Silberger. As I've been telling you for the last couple of weeks, there is a uh, there is a big speech coming up on Wednesday, September twenty fifth, at Chabad Stikron Kedoshim. Uh, it's Dennis Prager. He is the founder of Prager University. You could reach them at PragerU.com. He's a lecturer. He's a syndicated talk show host, and he's a best selling author. Tickets are available. They're not they're not overly expensive, and you really want to go and hear Dennis Prager. Uh, tickets for adults are twenty five dollars if you buy them in advance. Thirty dollars at the door. For students, it's $20, $25 at the door. And if you want more information, you go to bit.ly slash Dennis Prager MTL. And I am proud to welcome Dennis Prager to the Howie Silberger Show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, Dennis. It's a pleasure, Howie. Looking forward to uh, being with you. You have such a long and storied career. It's, it's hard to know even where to start talking to you. Uh, your, your topic is happiness is a serious problem. And... Uh, I don't, I don't want to get too much into that because I want people to go and hear you at the, uh, at the speech. Does all this legal problems of YouTube and everything else that you've been going through and Prager University, does that take away some of your happiness? If uh, bad stuff uh, it, it made it impossible at even, even for periods of time, not for permanently, not permanently, uh, to be happy, then no one could be happy. Everybody has obstacles. Uh, the, that's the reason that my book on happiness is titled happiness is a serious problem because it is who doesn't have setbacks. Uh, that's, that's the, uh, that's the name of the game also. Uh, and I don't, I don't mind giving a lot of content to you. I don't, I don't think it's going to, people say, Oh good. I heard him on, on, on the radio. So I'm not going to go to the, the speech. I'm not worried about that. The, uh, There's no more important topic, believe it or not, because uh, happiness has a lot to do with the good in the world. The happy people uh, are are gooder than uh, unhappy people. That's just the way it works. 
Uh, it's a moral virtue. It's not just a sentiment. But anyway, the uh, it, it look. There's a pain is pain, and unhappiness is unhappiness. They're not identical. I have a lot of pain over the over the human situation. That I do, uh, but uh, I do not allow it uh, to make me unhappy. A woman came over to me at a speech I gave uh, uh, in the Los Angeles area where I live. Uh, she came over to me last Sunday night, and she said, I just want you to know my 40-year-old son died a few months ago, and uh, I, uh, you have made it possible for me to, be, uh, to continue and to be happy. I was very moved. Uh, that's exactly what uh, I want to achieve. Uh, if happiness were effortless, uh, there would be no reason to uh, have me speak. That, that is true, and, uh, and happiness leads to success, too. So if you're in a happy state of mind, you, you work harder and, you, and you're more successful. Um, what, what, makes people, what makes people unhappy today? It seems like half the world is unhappy. Every time you turn on the television, every time you look at anything, it seems like everybody's unhappy. Why are people so unhappy? Oh, there are many. There are many reasons. Uh, one, one big one is that they expect life to be uh, uh, pretty painless. Uh, expectations are are a big problem in uh, happiness management. <laughs> I may coin the term. People expect life to to work out. They expect things to go the way they want. Uh, many people in the West. Uh, uh, also suffer from the uh, a meaninglessness that accompanies affluence and secularism. Affluence, affluence and secularism is a terrible combination because they both deprive people of ultimate meaning. The poor uh, never have a problem of meaning. Poor people know the meaning of life. Uh, getting the next meal. So there's a tremendous amount of meaning to poor people's lives, ironically, because they need to feed themselves. The affluent don't have that issue. So that a huge issue is removed. A huge source of meaning is removed by being affluent. Religious people have inherent meaning to their lives, their religion. Uh, secular people uh, don't have that. Now, there are secular happy people, but uh, most of them find meaning in something outside of religion. And a, a lot of people find meaning outside of religion with secular religions. So uh, the combination of, of affluence and secularism, expecting life to work out, sort of being spoiled, if you will, those are a big part of the problem, in, at least in the first world. So you're saying that the, the wholesale rejection of, let's say, religion and God is a big factor and in, in, in big influence into the unhappiness of, of people who are, who are well, generally not, unhappy all the it's time. Not, it's not even just I. This uh, secular professors uh, who deal with happiness, it's universally acknowledged religious people are on, on, on the whole happier. That, uh, but religious people, even that needs a, uh, a very strong caveat. Uh, there are people, uh, I, 
I say the following with with sadness. It's not a bigoted statement. I think that that uh, within what I said is true for some religions, not for all religions. Uh, I, 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 there are certainly uh, happy uh, Muslims, but I don't. I don't think, and I studied this my whole life. I don't see uh, Islam as making people. Uh, as happy as perhaps Christianity might make Christians. So uh, that's, uh, I know people will take that as bigoted. The the problem is not whether it's bigoted. The problem is whether it's true. I've been to 130 countries. I have uh, studied happiness all of my life. Uh, This is not based on bigotry. Uh, There are some terrific Muslims and some awful Christians and awful Jews all generalizations have exceptions, but if you go, uh, I, I think if you go to a lot of these countries, I think you would. Uh, I think that you know, Italians are happier, uh, in my view, than people I have met in religious Muslim countries. Do you find Italians and Europeans in general happier than people in North America? Uh, North America has that big pressure cooker, and everyone's always in a rush. Everyone's and Europe seems to be a little more relaxed. Do you find that people who are more relaxed are happier people because they, they have more free time? It's a very fair question. They, they, they have this happiness index stuff, and Northern Europeans, especially the Scandinavians, seem to rank high, but I, I don't believe it. And I've been Scandinavia a lot, and I've studied this a lot. First of all, countries with very high uh, alcoholic rates I, I doubt that one could say they're happy. Happy people don't drink away their problems. So I and the the drinking rate in in Sweden and in Finland is extremely high. So uh, it's and and frankly, I uh, all my trips to Sweden. A friend of mine lived in Sweden. The, the when you think of Swedes. I don't think the first thing one thinks of is happy Swedes. So, and it also depends, I think culture is a big thing. I think that the Dutch tend to be uh, happier uh, than uh, many others. I think uh, Italians have tended to be, uh, and, and people who visit these countries often often comment on that. Uh, but in the United States uh, and Canada, uh, certainly the United States, I, I know America better than any other country, uh, in the United States, religious people are happier than secular people. I mean, that's every single poll shows that. For, it gives you, first of all, it gives you meaning, and secondly, it gives you community. Very difficult to be happy without uh, without a community, and there there is no secular community builder. Where there used to be, I mean, people go to book clubs uh, every Wednesday night or something, or the Rotary Club. But the, those have uh, sort of died out. And uh, I don't know where else you have a built-in community outside of religious life. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't exist. Uh, I've, I've, I've always made the argument that uh, somebody who claims to be an atheist or somebody who, who claims to be a, non, a secular person, a secularist or an atheist, uh, they really have nothing to grasp onto. There's nothing to look. There's, 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 no mean, there's no meaning to go forward. I mean, you're just living day by day because you're living day by day. That's... There's, there's no purpose well, to anything. They, 
they, but the problem is that because the, the, the yearning for meaning is greater than anything, it's even greater than the yearning for sex, and that's pretty powerful. Yeah. There is, there is the greatest yearning we have outside of food. And because it's so great, secular people have often uh, latched on to uh, secular religions, like communism and Nazism, for example. They're, they're secular religions, and they're very, they were very, very appealing. Uh, socialism, environmentalism, feminism, you name all the is socialism. I mean, people will find meaning where they, where they can find it, and secular religions fill that hole. I'm just not a fan of secular religions. Now, when you founded PragerU, uh, did you have any kickback from the secularists? I mean, there's a lot of them in the States, and they're very vo- vocal and very loud. Uh, I know Media Matters has attacked you numerous times. Uh, is, is this something that you just have to live with, or is this something that, uh, that you think could change over time, that maybe if people start getting the message, they could, they could change their, their, their viewpoint? The, no, the attacks on us come from leftists. They, they don't come... I think you said secularists. There but, are many secularists. But wouldn't, wouldn't, leftists be se- wouldn't leftists be secularists? Yes, but not all secularists are leftists. Ah, uh, that's true. So yeah. that's, that's the reason. I mean, I, I talk to secular conservatives a great deal, and I tell them, look, you know, uh, America was founded uh, on three things. It's on every coin. I didn't make this up. Liberty, uh, in God we trust, e pluribus unum, from many one. And uh, you, this country is not going to survive. No country, whether it's Canada or Western Europe. Secular Europe has lost the will to reproduce. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't. Secular people don't reproduce. Their will to even make another generation dies in secular society. It's the ultimate statement of the dead end that a godless life produces for, in, in most cases. I mean, if you meet anybody, I, I, again, I, I suspect this is true in Canada as it is in the U.S. If you were to meet a family uh, which had five or more children uh, in, in the United States, you could bet your home that it's either an Orthodox Jew, religious Catholic, evangelical Christian, or practicing Mormon. I have never met. I don't say they don't exist. I'm sure they exist, but I have never met a secular family that had five or more children in all of my life. Oh. Yeah, because the average is, what, two and a half? Or one and a half now? Yeah, yeah no, it's the yeah. average. Two and a half makes sure that you don't, your population doesn't decline. Germany is declining at such a dramatic rate that it is possible, I've not heard anybody else make this point, and I'm not not saying it because, to give myself credit, I'm saying it because I may be wrong, but uh, I, uh, it seems to me it is not inconceivable that in a hundred years there will be more Jews than Germans. Wow. Is the Jewish community in Germany growing at the moment? Uh, I I heard that they were leaving. No, I don't mean Jews in Germany. Oh, Jews Jews in in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 actually a scary prospect. What are they being replaced with? Uh, but they're replacing themselves with Middle Easterners. Oh, okay. So, so once again, more unhappy people. Well, that's right, and more unhappy Jews because the Middle Easterners bring with them anti-Semitism. Right, right. So, so where do you think the root of the cause of um, uh, 
do you, do you really believe that the root of the cause of all the unhappiness that we're seeing in the states, all these constant protests, all these constant complaining, all this constant screaming and yelling, is, is because uh, the wholesale rejection of God and and religion? Do, do you do you believe well, that that's, that's the root really, of it? They're, look, they're not religious Jews and Christians who were making these these uh, riots and demonstrations and getting, shutting down speakers. It's true. The, the the you know it's not religious the Christians uh, uh, shutting down Jordan Peterson in in, uh, in Canada. It's, you're 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 100 right. Uh, so so how do we how do you counter this? How do you how do you change the tide? How do you how do you make the next generation very hard. better? Yes, it's very hard. I can only say I can you can do what you can do in life. I went to yeshiva. I. I got a lot of great aphorisms, like it's not up to you to finish the task, but you're not free not to try. So, you know, Rabbi Tarfone saying the statement. So I, I, I'm guided by that. Uh, but uh, I can only say that Prager University has a billion views a year. That's a B, not an M, a right. billion. 65% of them are under the age of 35. So we're uh, we're doing what we can do. And Dennis, I have to I have to actually congratulate you on this and 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 tell you that you you're you're actually the shining light on on the internet for me because um uh, you know, I see a lot of I see a lot of negativity I see a lot of uh, I see a lot of horrible stuff on the internet and then I come across a PragerU uh, video and I'm like finally somebody's talking the truth finally somebody's putting it out there and somebody's not afraid to say to say to to, to just Put it out on a basic level. Just put out the truth and say this is what it is. And I really, I really have to commend you for that. Uh, I, I know, I, well, I know, a lot of people uh, are afraid to do stuff like that. But I mean, you, you had the courage to do it, I, and I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, I'm, um, I don't have many fears. I, uh, I take, uh, I take religion very seriously, and uh, I, I believe that we should only fear God. So I don't, uh, I don't fear. People hating me. I don't. I don't fear what the New York Times will write about me. Uh, I have to answer to God, and that's a very. It's very calming. Uh, I a guy came over to me in a restaurant about half a year ago. He's reading my. Uh, I'm writing a commentary on the Torah for the world, not not just for Jews. Cool. It's called the Rational Bible, and it's the best-selling Bible commentary in America. The first two volumes came out, the Genesis and Exodus. And a guy comes over, a non-Jewish guy, and he says, I just want to thank you. And I go, you're welcome. And I didn't know what he was going to thank me for. He said, you changed my life. I said, how is that? He said, where you wrote, if you fear God, you won't fear man. And he said, you have no idea how that liberated me. Well. And I, I said, I do have an idea how it liberated you because it's liberated me. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, that's the reason. I, I, I don't, people people can say, I mean, horrible things. I mean, Google, uh, we we got an, in, we, a, an internal memo in Google, which owns YouTube. Right. Uh, say, said uh, that... Uh, Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, and PragerU were Nazis. Whoa, that's that's crazy. That's that's not even that's it not, is even, crazy. That, that's, not yes. that's not even insulting. Yes. It's just insane. 
That's correct. It's insane. That's correct. That's exactly right. Jordan Peterson is a Hasid Umotalam. He's one of the righteous of the world's people. And Ben Shapiro is an Orthodox Jew. And I'm a, I'm a deeply religious, but not fully halachic Jew. Right. Wow. I mean, uh, so, so how do you counter a global global company like Google? They control all the information in the world. How, how do you counter that? Question. Well, we're in, we're in a lawsuit because they've suppressed a lot of our videos, and we're in a lawsuit in the United States. It may go to the U.S. Supreme Court. I testified at the U.S. Senate the last uh, this this past summer. Right. People could watch my testimony on YouTube. And, and I encourage people to do that because your testimony was amazing. And uh, and I I remember I remember watching it live with Ted Cruz saying I don't understand how Google call you a Nazi you Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson. Well, the best insane. was uh, a Google uh, official was there and Ted Cruz, the U.S. senator, uh, said, uh, "Was curious, why did you uh, put Mr. Prager's video on the Ten Commandments uh, on the uh, restricted list?" And the restricted list is anyone who filters out pornography and violence cannot see anything that's on the restricted list. Right. So he said, why did you put Mr. Prager's video? I mean, you could see this. It's on, actually, people could watch this. Why did you put this on the restricted list? And he said, because it mentions murder. <laughs> the Ten Commandments. So when, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it, was, it was almost a, an Orwellian moment. So well, I, when, I, when I got my chance to speak, I said, in light of that, uh, I we're going to reissue a Google-friendly Nine Commandments. <laughs> uh, it, it seems almost like a farcical joke. It seems it seems it seems like something that you'd watch on on some kind of stupid television show. Uh, well, but 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 it's real life. It, and unfortunately, this okay, is what life has listen, come down to. The the uh, the opposition to Jordan Peterson in Canada is not is not a farce. No, I mean, of course it, not. We're living in the age of farce. That man has done more good than the entire left on planet Earth. Now, I don't mean liberals. Liberals are not leftists. Liberals, I divide between liberal and left. Uh, but uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the farcical nature of the attacks. There, there's a new columnist at the New York Times who's referred to as they. Wow. A guy with a beard and a mustache. And not you can't refer to this writer as he. Crazy, it's crazy, and it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Do you think it's going to get better? I I don't see it getting better. I see it going. Well, I'm more fighting downhill. to make it better. Uh, I I don't know. I I don't make predictions, but if people don't fight, and most people don't fight until they're hurt directly, and then it's usually too late. Uh, uh, it, it is it is a problem. I, I am much more afraid of the suppression of liberty taking place in the Western world. Canada is every bit as bad, if not worse, than the United States. Oh, yeah. Uh, than I am of global warming. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I've been I've been a victim of, um, of of suppression here in Canada. I, I, I feel you. I understand exactly what you're saying. But in Canada, there's not much you could do about it. That's that's the problem. The states you have a lot more freedom because you got the Bill of Rights. In Canada, we're a little more restricted. It's it's. Uh... That's correct. I agree with you. That's correct. Uh, I mean, I I, I I foresee a day in Canada, and in England, and then maybe maybe the U.S. But Canada and England, where if a uh, a rabbi 
a priest or a minister does not marry two members of the same sex, they will be arrested. Yeah, we're getting to that point here in Quebec, uh, in, in Montreal, Quebec, in, in the province of Quebec. We're getting to that point. They just passed a law, that uh, a secularism law. So it's just the beginning of you know, the, 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 the push towards state secularism. And so the law bans uh, teachers and, uh, and police officers and judges from wearing any religious symbols. So any teacher who is teaching who wore a yarmulke or any teacher who is teaching who wore a cross or a, or a hijab or a, or a turban are no longer able to teach in the, in the public school systems in Quebec. And, and you know, that's just a litmus test. So you know, once they see that works, it's just going to get worse and worse as, as time goes on. So I could see, I could see exactly what you're saying there. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. I find that very interesting. Yeah, it's Law 21 in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Dennis Prager, thank you so much for joining me. And, uh, of course, uh, you're speaking on Wednesday, September 25th, at the Chabad Zichron Kadoshim. There's a cocktail party at 6.30, the speech is at 7.30. And, of course, you can reserve or sponsor the event by going to bit.ly slash Dennis Prager MTL. It's bit.ly slash Dennis Prager MTL. Well, that's all the time we have tonight. I want to thank you for joining me, and we will see you again with another live show on October 27th. Have a very happy new year and happy holidays, and we'll see you after the holidays.